Welcome. This is Jamie. And this is Donna. And this is episode number 48 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of March 9th, 2021. Coming up on today's show, potential good news for Disneyland Resort reopening. Make way, make way for Moana at the Polynesian Village Resort. Blizzard Beach has its reopening day. And in our main segment, special guest star Andrew and I will discuss a bro date at Disney. This is the Circa 71 podcast. Special shout out to new listeners, Randy and Terry. Randy and Terry were selected for a very special yet extremely random task during the summer of 1996. Randy was the special guest ring announcer, while Terry was the special guest timekeeper for non-televised matches of WCW Monday Nitro. You see, during the summer of 96, Nitro had live telecasts from the entrance plaza of Disney MGM Studios. Seeing the action up close was a thrilling experience for the Disney and wrestling fans. I'm told there is a rumor that Randy and or Terry managed to catch a torn shirt of Hulk Hogan and placed it in the gangster scene of the great movie ride. Even though they are huge fans of the show, Neither Randy nor Terry would confirm or deny the rumor for me. Hopefully one day, though. True story, Donna. You know what else is a true story? What's that? I didn't know that. Well, you learn so much in this segment. It is true. All right, Donna, leading off on housekeeping this week. Disneyland Resort theme parks some potential good news that will also um, apply to universal studios hollywood can reopen april 1st uh, 2021 with a refresh of governor gas gavin newsom's four-tier uh, blueprint for a safer economy with the reopening guidelines for the covid19 pandemic um, pretty much it's been a year <laughs> at this point that Disneyland Park, uh, DCA, Disney California Adventure, as well as Universal Studios Hollywood um, have all been closed since March 2020. I think potentially the most interesting thing, and this is, again, our show, so we can shoot it back and forth, mm-hmm. is that this was announced, you know, hey, you know, these parks now have the green light, you know, they can move forward. And Disney has not said a peep. To me, it just speaks to how much the Walt Disney Travel Company is trying to make sure they're doing the right thing for cast and guests. And they have to figure out a plan for reopening before they just say, yay, we're reopening. Yeah. And if we remember back to Walt Disney World, I want to say it was like six weeks after they were you know, told that they can open when they actually did. Because um, so- Disney Springs open first, if you remember. Yes. So that, I mean, Disney, well, excuse me, downtown Disney is operating right now. So that's a slight difference. Correct. Um, And starting April 1st, California theme parks can reopen at 15% capacity in the red or substantial tier two. um, And capacity levels will shift in the orange or moderate tier three and yellow, which is the minimal um, tier four and interestingly enough i didn't know re- realize this part donna but theme park attendance will be limited to california, to california residents right. yep wow i i was not aware of that that's super interesting i i'm guessing and again we're just talking out loud here that they're trying to cut down on people traveling just to go to the theme park 
Yeah, but there's no restriction. Like DVC members could still go to the Grand Cal, right? Sure, but you can't still put in the parks. But you can't go to the parks. That's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. But, um, you know, certainly good news. I don't anticipate Disney making any sort of announcement with this. I want to say it's going to be a couple of weeks. They're not, and we should also be clear on this. They, as far as we know, are not going to actually reopen on April 1st. If they follow... Oh, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I would as well. If they follow, just because the amount of people they have to call back and and all these different things, um, if they follow kind of the precedent that was set with Walt Disney World, you know, we could look maybe mid-May, I'd say, at the absolute earliest. Now, Jamie, let me ask you this. And again, Mm -hmm. our show, we can speculate as much as we want to. Mm -hmm. Do you think being told you can only open with 15% capacity, do you think that they're going to wait until they can open at a slightly higher capacity? (sighs) I'm going to say no. I think they would reopen. Um, my right now. I'm sorry. Say that again. No annual pass holders right now. Um, yeah, that's a good point. And I could almost see that Disneyland needing to get that because they are so AP heavy, um, getting that program established first, whether it's going to be a membership or, or, or whatever they're going to do. I almost think that needs to be done first. Um, you know, b- before the reopening, just because I, I, I mean, I don't see even with 15% capacity, I don't see, you know, those locals plunking down a hundred dollars a day. Right. Right. And that's you know, sort of my point. Those kind of, of, of tickets. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I could, I understand the AP kind of argument, but I, I don't think there's any real need to hold back i think once they're set up even if they can still only only open at the 15 percent mark um i I think that's what they're gonna do because what what did world open at was it 25 in the very beginning that was my gut instinct as well i didn't want to say a number because i i don't i hate throwing stuff like that out and not being correct in what we're saying, but I'm pretty sure it was 25%. So I guess that was kind of my point that they said they were opening it up to 25% capacity. There's a lot of speculation that they were nowhere near that number when they first reopened um, and that it wasn't really as profitable as they were hoping it would be to reopen at first. Right. Um, Yeah, no, I, I can understand that. I'm trying to actually get, try and find a quick number um on that but it doesn't seem to be coming up i for some reason 25 sticks out at me but i i don't think they were less than that but like you said i i don't want to 100 percent guarantee that especially when i can't necessarily find that um i just think it's so interesting to think about you know what are they going to do when are they going to do it are they waiting to see what other theme parks announce you know what what is is the Walt Disney Travel Company going to do? I think it's really interesting. It's obviously really exciting 
that we're moving in that direction. It's really exciting that uh, there are reports um, from you know different sources saying that you know most Americans will be that want to be vaccinated will be vaccinated by the end of May. So it's definitely encouraging that we are moving in a positive direction to hopefully put this whole mess in the rear view. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. So. Unfortunately, I can't find that. So we'll go with uh, 25% unless, uh, you know, we come up with something that was uh, different. But go ahead. What um, uh, is next on a news story? So next up is something that Jamie and I have mentioned several, several, several times. And we kind of weren't sure about, you know, how this is going to look and and everything. And that, of course, would be the re-theming of the rooms at the Polynesian Village Resort to include uh, Moana. And Jamie and I mentioned that, you know, we're, we like some subtle touches. We, I remember we talked specifically about Animal Kingdom Lodge and some subtle touches there of the Lion King. And these first look pictures, Jamie, I really, really like it. I don't think it's being shoved down your throat. I don't think that there's, there's anything that you're like, oh my gosh, it feels like I'm walking into a child's bedroom. The floors look stunning, looking like that, the side of a boat. I think they did a really nice job. I like it. What do you think? <sighs> I like some of it. Okay. Let me, th- there's a couple things that I, I don't, I, I do like the, the, the flooring. Um, I think some of the furniture looks a little moderate level and, and not the deluxe. And, and I can't necessarily put my, my finger on, on why I, I feel that way. But, but there are two things that really stand out to me. And, and I'll start with the, the positive. I, I do like the, the look of the flooring. I, I like that kind of hardwood um, look that they're going with. Easier to clean, certainly in a, in a, sanitize sanitization sanitize focused <laughs> yeah. um avenue and, and world i'm all about it i i, I don't like carpet period <laughs> i don't even like it in my house so i try and get rid of it as much as i can um i like the headboards that kind of have the boat pattern on them um the crown molding with the darker molding i like um you know the blues uh with the, in the curtains um i'm all for it two things that one thing i really don't like okay they, they took out the ceiling fan oh i didn't even notice that but you're right i really like ceiling fans when i sleep yeah and that is a staple of moderate level hotels or moderate on disney property all the moderates have ceiling fans all the deluxes do i don't like that they took that out hmm I'm not a fan of that. And what the other thing, and this may be unpopular um, because we always talk about the subtle touches. I don't think I like the wallpaper with the designs. See, I liked the wallpaper more than I liked the actual print of Moana and the little pig. Where's the little the scrolling the... oh see that i liked i actually like that you're talking about the the artwork or the print that's that's yeah. usually on the side of the bed that i didn't have an issue with i actually like that touch i'm totally hmm. okay with that it's the because for me and you can make a case i understand maui's tattoos are 
Yeah. It's supposed to be cultural to Polynesian culture. I get that or whatever. But but that's way more in your face to me. Like that would be at the art of animation. You know, that looks like art of animation um, shower curtains. Like that design would be on the shower curtain if a building in AOA was themed to Moana. So I, I just, it, it's very bold like and, I and then you even... go into the bathroom and the bathroom is stunning and not a single touch of moana exactly it's very all and it's beautiful yeah it, it almost has that uh, a sterility to it or, or very sterile i think kind of bathroom look where that doesn't to me scream anything about polynesian so I think I, it just looks clean, though. I like the double sinks. I like, mm-hmm. you know, the the large tub with the shower glass doors instead of the gross shower curtains. <sighs> but I feel like there should be, like, if you can't see into that hallway, you know, it, you know, the door's closed and they have that, uh, the door closed, can't see into the hallway and you're looking at that bathroom. Mm-hmm. If you told me, Oh, that's Grandestino Tower. I would totally buy that. Under the sink, Jamie. There's some detailing. Yeah. Looks kind of like the headboard to me. It's a little hard to make out, but, you know, it, but then again, if that's the only thing and you have to look under a sink, <laughs> you know, that, that's kind of, and I actually don't even mind the um where they have the the Keurig, the coffee maker and the ice bucket, um, you know, the hey hey print. I think that's colorful. I think that's beautiful, actually. I really like that. Um and it, it definitely adds the pop of color, matches the extra pillows that are on the bed. So I'm I'm all for that. It's that and I'm assuming it's wallpaper. I, I can't imagine it's it's something oh, yeah. painted. It's yeah. not gonna be anything else. But it, it's just I don't know. I I would like to see it in person. I'm not going to totally write it off, but that stuck out to me as something that I wasn't a fan of immediately. All right, fair enough. So, but I could end up being wrong. But I I, I think. What about Hey Hey by the Keurig? That cracked me up. You mean the thing that I just talked about? Andrew's pissing himself laughing so clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I mentioned how it's, I think it's beautiful and colorful and matches the pillows, the extra pillows on the bed. Oh, but see, but you already said you didn't like the pillows, so why are you talking about something matching the pillows on the bed? I didn't say anything about the pillows before. I'm pretty sure you did. Well, we'll have to check the tape, but if I I don't mind... (laughs) So I'm not hearing things you are saying and And making up other things that I'm not. So in my defense, I was reading a caption when you were talking and the caption says bathrooms in the reimagined guest rooms inside Disney's Polynesian Village Resort at Walt Disney World Resort in Lake Bonavista, Florida, take inspiration from the sandy ocean floor for the bathroom tiles and the vanities carved details, complementing the fresh modern overall approach to these rooms. Does that yeah. help you kind of picture it any better or no? It, well, when you say, the problem is when you say fresh and modern, I mean, that's the, like the theme that's going into literally everywhere. You could say the same thing yeah. about Pop Century and All-Star Movies and, you know, Grand Destino. It's hey, just, do you like Hey Hey by the Coffee Maker? 
I do actually. <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> so, but I do. It, it, you know what? It adds a pop of color. I think it's beautiful and it matches the pillows on the bed. Oh, so, we're but so we shall see. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if this type of um, refurbishment goes into the villas. Um, I think they're due for soft goods in a few years and more of the hard goods, I think, later in the 2020s in the um, DVC section of the resort. So we'll see if it makes it the uh, jump there as well. Jamie, one last thing I want to mm-hmm. say before we move on. Do we know, has there been confirmation, is this what every single room now will look like at the Polynesian Village or will this be an upcharge similar to the pirate-themed room or the princess-themed rooms? No, as far as my understanding, this all hotel side, not DVC side. Okay, all right, interesting. Yeah, this is no, no. This is all all standard. It's not going to be any sort of, you know, I I don't know. Never really paid attention to all the different names of the buildings, Um, but as far as I know, it's it's hotel side, um, all hotel side. Okay, all right, move right along. All right, so let's go take a dip in the pool. Disney's Blizzard Beach reopens with new physical distancing guidelines, uh, covered seating, self-rapid refills, which is super interesting um, as well. So after a lengthy closure, Disney's Blizzard Beach, um, as Donna and I are recording this on March 7th, has officially um, reopened. Um, And there's a lot to talk about here. Um, Same social distancing, um, cars parking, in the parking lot or distance from each other. You have your temperature checks as you get in. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that I saw in a lot of the media events. Uh, Mobile ordering. First time taking place at um, a Disney water park. So actually, Donna, I don't know if you saw this in the app or not, uh, but I looked early this morning um, and saw they added three um, of the quick service basic locations to mobile order the um, the Wada Lodge the Lada Wada Lada Wada Lodge um, I'm trying to think of the other two that were added as well um, but there was three from um, Blizzard Beach that were added which I'm a fan of I like the idea oh absolutely of the, order. the only thing that I will say just must have been tough logistically for Disney is none of those locations are super big. So I would imagine that it was a a little bit of a challenge to figure out how they were going to do that. Unless, you know, with most, you know, 98% of things not being mobile order, maybe that's the majority of the the area now. Yeah. That was one part of the reopening as well for the Lottawada Lodge, the area. You just like saying that. I do. It's tough. Um, (laughs) to the one side of the building where it used to be just like picnic tables and, and uh, umbrellas is actually, they built a massive covering structure oh, okay. um, that uh, is also in. So that's a huge um, area. And I'm trying to find, cause it's going to bother me what those other, um, oh, I might not be able to, cause I can't place a mobile order for it now. Cause it's nine 30 at night. <laughs> Yeah, no, I can't find out. It's two of the other lot of water lodge. Yeah, Donna, just filled dead air. You know, I was just Googling it oh. to try to help you and make you not sound special, but fine, continue. The, Avalanche uh, and Geyser Point Bar and Grill. 
Geyser Point, also known as in Wilderness Lodge. You're t- oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, but Avalanche Which doesn't have correct. mobile ordering, I don't think. I don't think so either. Yeah, Warming Hut and um, the other one that you said. Avalanche. Avalanche, correct. Which I also saw, and I, I showed this to Val, and, and she thought it actually looked really good. Um, almost like a lettuce wrap and a shrimp salad inside of the lettuce wrap for kind of a lighter fare um, that I thought. Um, some of the social distancing um, aspects that are super important to talk about, they have A-frame signs all over the place. Um, if you are taking photographs, masks must be worn over the nose and mouth. Um, you know, same protocol if you're going to eat or are um, ordering in any of the dining locations, masks need to be on. Or if you're going to get your food, um, masks need to be on, but not permitted um, in the actual water on any of the slides, um, things uh, of that nature. One thing that I will add, just because I think it's, it's interesting, typically water parks do not um, operate when it's not going to hit a certain temperature that day. Um, you know, they'll, they'll say, you know, we're not going to operate because obviously they wouldn't really have a lot of guests coming. Today was a day that, James, I assure you, that water park would not have been operating if it were not supposed to be the opening day. It only got up to like 68 today here in Orlando. I, I was watching actually a live stream of, of uh, Tom from WDWNT and he- he said, if I had to guess, there's probably 400 people in this park right now. Yeah. And again, like these are people who just really wanted to say that they were there the day that it reopened. These are not people who were like, let's go to a water park today. Well, you know what, though? In, oh, and Donna, remind me, I want to talk about the Lazy River. I, I, that, sure. that was the other thing that I, I really wanted to mention. Um, but you know what? If you had to draw it up, if I'm Disney, I'm the GM of the water parks. I would kind of want this day, almost like oh, a, sure. dr- you know, no pun intended, a dry run. <laughs> um, but, you know, being able to kind of iron out any kinks, okay, this worked, this didn't, you know, how was our plan look? You know, I would want a 400 guest day. So kudos, um, you know, kind of lucked out with that. Where, And it's also March 7th and not you know, July 18th in, in Florida. Fair. So, and, and, you know, the rest of the world as well, not just Florida, <laughs> July 8th. <laughs> but um, the other thing that I want... Okay, hey, coffee maker. The thing that's super interesting, I thought, and, and this is clever, I, I wouldn't have thought about this, um, but the tubes are required um, for the Lazy River now. So you can't just plop in and go you have to be in a tube so you have to wait for a tube and when you are done and when you are exiting you have to flip your tube upside down so the handles get into the water so the chlorine sanitizes the handles or what you would grab onto so you only grab a tube that's upside down huh which i I thought was a super clever idea a, well done because it's going to limit capacity because if you if your tush has to be in a tube and they only put x number of tubes in the water that's going to limit capacity in that area and b that's a really great point because you know there's such high chlorine content in those those waterways yeah and, and the other thing i was thinking about is because i was still trying to figure out why blizzard beach over typhoon lagoon 
And I was wondering, I know they can shut it off, but if the kind of determining factor was a, a big, no pun intended, a big pull for Typhoon Lagoon is the wave pull. Of course. And I would think with social distancing, that may not be the best thing to have running. Yeah. So I, I don't know that obviously for sure, but it was just something that kind of came to mind. Fair enough. So right, super well, excited. Yes, for sure. Wrapping it up for tonight. Um, we always like to end on a high note, right, James? Yeah. <laughs> New main entrance background music loop and nighttime lighting package debut at Epcot. So I know this might not sound like the most exciting news story in the world, but here's why. I'm really excited about it. To me, it's at least saying we are done with this area. It might only be a very, very, very small area of Epcot and the area that I still refer to very much so as Future World, but that area just looks stunning now with the new, um, what are they calling the, the three-pillar thing? The uh, Not the, the pylon, lucid pylons. Thank you. The loose light pylons. So those are gorgeous. And when the lights, when the, the lights change color on them, it is just a sight to behold. And I love that they're now adding the color coordinated uh, ribbon around that plaza. So that when the lights and the loose light panels change, the lights around the plaza will change. Um, I have not yet heard the music loop, but I'm hoping that it's going to, you know, just be something to kind of tie that whole area together. And I am just so, 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 so ready for those blessed walls behind Spaceship Earth to not be there, for me to not have to walk like to get over to Test Track. And it's just such a hot mess and I'm so ready for it to be done. And I know it's nowhere near done, but at least for me, this is one piece of it's done. I just love knowing that's how you walk and make that noise. I, I didn't know that before. <laughs> like you're Marvin the Martian. Um, but, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, the, the one thing um, that still needs to be done, and I imagine it's a pretty big project, is adding the actual LEDs to um, Spaceship, or Spaceship Earth itself. Sure. Or herself, whatever. Um the other thing that was added to this area, in addition to the, the color ribbon and color coordinated ribbon that changes, is the um, flags for the yes. pav with the pavilion logos. And I think that is such a cool detail. Um, I know we talked about this on the show before, but I was super excited that they are coming back. Um, and I thought it was interesting that um, Disney actually was kind of smart enough in a way that if a pavilion wasn't open they didn't have the flag for it so they just did um six and six uh but the same six on on both sides interestingly enough no the epcot experience logo didn't didn't make it for whatever reason um but I, I think it's such a cool little detail, that nod to Epcot Center. I think this area is beautiful. Can't wait to see it in person. It, it's stunning to me that the same Imagineering team and the same Walt Disney Company designed this entrance plaza. And the ring inside of World Showcase Lagoon and that <laughs> stupid Guardians of the Galaxy show building it's amazing it's like two different worlds but th <laughs> this i'm going to stay on the positive i don't want to go on a huge rant i'm super stoked i think this is beautiful 
um, and, and just a beautiful, beautiful entrance area um, for Epcot. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely something that um, looks nice in the daytime, those lucite pilings, but just, man, at night, does that does that ever just really make you go, wow, when you're walking out? Yeah, they did a really, really awesome job with that. Um, I, I think the details of it are beautiful. Love the addition for the um, pavilion flags. Kind of wish they were on the side um, planks a little bit where they had in the original concept art. But I think having them in the planners is, is beautiful as well. It also adds some height to that area that wasn't there before. Because um, everything was relatively close to the yeah. ground. Yeah. So I guess if they're, you know, they want height and they're going to draw your eye up, you know, you'll see Spaceship or I mean, not that you'd miss it. Uh, but... Because it's really, really hard <laughs> to understand. Well, you know, we do have guests that ask what time the three o'clock parade is. Oh, gosh. So. All right. With that, Donna, um, we're going to kick you to the curb for this episode. And uh, we'll take a quick commercial break. And we will be back with Andrew and I, where we will talk, <laughs> where we will talk about our uh, bro date. And we are back, and finally, we have Donna's husband, Andrew, uh, joining us. This uh, segment came about um, after our Valentine's Day episode. Donna and I and, and Andrew were talking about how we should really have a bro date to kind of follow up on our regular Valentine's Day date, which evidently I was a bust, according to my wife, on <laughs> what should be done. So, yeah. Andrew, I want to thank you for uh, for coming on. No, you're welcome. And the funny thing is, is that we are actually, maybe not to this extent, but we are having a bro date, well, bro weekend this is in, our, in about six weeks for our near well it's my birthday weekend it's a couple days after your birthday so maybe we'll get some ideas of what we should actually do that weekend this is true it's almost like well and so you know if we do a follow-up after that weekend you know it was really just market research right exactly (laughs) so um so kind of like how donna and i set up our valentine's day date our bro date or day is i think we we came up with um has a couple of rules. You know, we're, we're going to talk about how we'll start with the day. And then we have a quick service lunch option, um, some afternoon activities, a table service, and then uh, some nighttime activities. So Andrew and I agreed to have a common uh, start to the morning. And I'll let Andrew uh, take it away there. Yeah, com- common start without even having to think about it. So we both agreed that... We're going to play at least 18 holes of golf to start off the day. Now, Jamie and I discussed, I won't go into my personal opinion about the Disney golf courses. I will, however, say to stick true to real life, Jamie and I will be teeing off fairly early to avoid, to to make sure that we're done before like 2 p.m. in the afternoon. Disney does have three championship courses. They have Lake Buena Vista, which kind of weaves its way around Old Key, Saratoga, and a little bit of Port Orleans um, goes by uh, Disney Springs. Uh, And then the Palm and Magnolia course are located at the Shades of Green Resort, which is kind of like across the street um, from the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian. Um, All three of them are, are 
like I said, championship courses. Uh, the Palm Magnolia, up until I think about 10 years ago, um, used to actually host a PGA Tour event. Um, so they are kept fairly well. Um, the really cool thing about the Palm Magnolia is every tee box, there is like a plaque and it has some sort of um, like fun fact or historical thing from one of the tournaments. Like, you know, it says in, for example, I know on the Palm, I think it's the, like the fifth or sixth hole. There's one, it's a, you know, uh, trailing by two strokes, such and such golfer uh, pulled out his driver. It's a short par four. Uh, you know, and nearly drove the green, ended up chipping to like a foot, tapped it in, and he went on to win the tournament or something like that. So it's really cool. Um, however, they are very, they are very, very slow, both, cor- you know, all three courses. Um, but my bang for my buck, I'm going to say, at least for my part, um, that we would play Lake Buena Vista. I think it's a little more scenic. I like that it kind of winds through all three resorts. Um there are parts even that the the boat transportation that goes back and forth um, to Disney Springs goes by. Some people might find that distracting. I think it's kind of cool. Um, you know, you kind of get like the mobile spectators. Um, I have played before where like on a par three, I hit it up onto the green and people in the boat were like cheering and like clapping <laughs> or whatever. Um, Palma Magnolia. Palm is a pretty nice course. Um all of the Disney courses play a little longer than they should. Um, Palm, I like. It's a little more scenic. Magnolia, I don't want to say it's bland, but it just kind of like every hole kind of blends together on Magnolia course. The Palm course, not so much. There's a little more character to some of the holes. I believe that it's the Palm course now that they have a par three. I forget which hole it is. It might be the 12th hole, 13th hole Is has the famous mickey shaped bunker protecting the front of the green um so all three of them you know really can't go wrong i'm gonna go with lake buena vista um and we're gonna play first thing in the morning yeah no that sounds great with me great descriptions um i I like the idea of you know kind of having like you said the saratogas the old keys in the in the background i didn't even know that about the um the boat on uh you know, the river there, I think that's a pretty cool little, um, feature, assuming you have a good shot. I mean, if you, <laughs> you, sh- you shank it off the boat, captain, he might not be too happy. Yeah, they you. might not be too happy. About <laughs> right. But, um, you or know, if they honk the horn in your backswing. Exactly. That, that would be wrong. Um, or that would give a reason that you had a bad yeah. shot, but yeah, free um, mulligan. exactly. No, I, I think that's a great idea. Um, I, I'm, I would definitely play I'd play any of them, but I'd be super stoked for um, LBV. Um, We actually have, we're staying at Old Key um, next week. Uh, We actually, I requested a room where, you know, the back patio looks at uh, one of the greens on the course. So I think that was a pretty cool little feature. Now, I will put a disclaimer in. If this was actually true to life, as Jamie knows, I'm not going to name drop, but he knows I'd much rather go about 10 minutes down the road (laughs) to a different course that is in a little better condition currently. Um, but we'll talk about it on a later episode about, you know, some of my thoughts about some of the Disney golf courses and where they can improve. Um, all right. So we're in agreement. We're playing golf. Uh, next, we're going to, you want to do quick service lunch? Let's do, yeah, we'll do a quick service lunch. 
Um, I chose to do mine in a park and tr- true to form, I, I didn't have just one. I, I did come up with uh, two different ones, but my quick service option would also lead into sort of the afternoon activities, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided uh, post golf, um, you know, I, I'm going to assume we probably both shoot low 80s. So we want to celebrate a little bit. Absolutely. Um, and uh, I'm going to go to um, Disney's Hollywood Studios because, like I said, that'll parlay into the afternoon activities. Um, I have two different options depending on how we're feeling. Um, one, if we just wanted something simple, we're looking bro date burgers. I would probably just choose a simple little backlot express. Or if we're looking a little something different, get some you know, different types of, of beers on our bro date, I would actually consider, and I haven't done this yet, but uh baseline tap house. Oh, okay. So baseline is baseline tap. Where's baseline tap house. Is that the one that is like next to um, sci-fi uh, uh, sci-fi? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, little yeah. courtyard area where it used to be um, the writer stop uh, before, um, you know, the Galaxy's Edge and right. Grand Avenue mm-hmm. debacle. Uh, um, I should really look. My dad was a huge fan of the writer stop. Just a cool little bookstore shop um, with snacks and, and things like that. But, um, you know, Baseline is, is going to be your your almost like an upscale kind of bar with your, your finger right. foods and a pretzel with beer cheese kind of options. Um and like I said, I actually think one of the better uh, quick service options at the studios, other than Baseline, is just a simple Backlot Express because some of the other options are not all that great. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely agree with Baseline. If you're going to go to Backlot, I will say this for just about every place except um, except Restaurantsaurus. Disney's quick service burgers are terrible in my right. opinion. I, so I'm going to get chicken. Like the, I will tell you the new chicken strips that they have. Donna says they're hit or miss. I happen to really like them. We've gotten okay. them a couple of times um, at Hollywood studios. Actually we got them at Backlot. Um, we've eaten a couple of times cosmic rays, which I know you love. Definitely top <laughs> of your list there. Yeah. Um, but I like the new chicken strips they've introduced. Um, they also, I think, back a lot. Every once in a while, they put on the menu, there's like a crispy chicken sandwich that they've had before. So mm-hmm. I could agree with that. Um, but I'm also down for having beers and, you know, beer cheese and all that sort of stuff, pretzels. Um, so, yeah. So, baseline, I'm with you for there. Um, my quick service, <laughs> I think for – we also have to – in, in my perfect world, we're on a VIP tour, so we can kind of zip <laughs> okay. all over the all over uh, sure. you know the resort as much as we want. Um, I kind of went with two choices. My number one choice, I think, again, is in park, like you said. Um, I'd have to go with be our guest for lunch and the the roast beef sandwich or the um, whatever they want to call it. Uh, oh, the, what I forget what the French name is that the they Coupe give it. Monsieur? Yeah, whatever. Oh, so you're going the uh, quick service, be our guest. 
Yeah, so quick service oh, You know, Don, er, Donna, Andrew, that was something we should mention as well. This is in a pre-COVID slash post-COVID, post-COVID everything back to world. normal world. Right. So be our yeah. guest quick service as it was. Right. The roast beef sandwich, all juice. I mean, definitely my my favorite with the French fries. All, um, all juice. You, you're very cultured. Yes. Oh, I absolutely. Um, so that would be up there as far as, like you said, if we're going to kickstart. If not, if we're zipping around and we can go wherever we want. Um, Don actually came up with the idea, and it's tr- I, I haven't tried it, but I would love to try it, um, would be Geyser Point mm. at um, Wilderness Lodge. Wilderness Lodge, right. Yeah. Um, because they have the bison burger mm. that has been on the menu. I've wanted to try it the couple times that we've tried to go. One time they were closing down because there was a storm coming. Another time they weren't open. Um, so I would definitely have to go with the bison burger. Although if I have the bison burger for lunch, that kind of takes away a little bit from what I'm going to get for dinner. So I think I'm going to go with the roast beef sandwich to, at Be Our Guest Quick Service. Okay, now, let me just ask a qualifying type question, you know, since this is our, our bro date. Um <laughs> Now, we're very obviously, you know, baseline tap pails, beers, totally okay with. What's the bro code, if you will, if we're at Be Our Guest on a sangria? Is that um, allowed, do we think? I'm going to go with no. Okay, that violates the have. Yeah, we'd have to have the girls with us Okay, if we wanted to do that. So maybe we let them meet us. For lunch. And Donna's yelling from the other room, you let us? Um, so maybe we we meet them for lunch if you want the sangria at Be Our Guest. I've never had the sangria at Be Our Guest. I've always stuck with the just straight Coke out of the Coke machine. Mm-hmm. Um, the drink Coke, not the drug. The dr- yeah, exactly. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I I would think for that's it's I don't know it's it's, it's borderline it's, it's not it's, cut it's and borderline. dry. Yeah. It depends. Are we drinking? Well, hold on. Are we getting our own sangrias? Or are we like sharing a pitcher? If we're sharing a pitcher, <laughs> that's where we could kind of cross over the line. But if it's like we're each getting one, that I'd be okay with. Yeah, it it would be individual because I don't okay. think the they guest actually. Uh, yeah, I don't think they do by the picture no it, it would we, we would us. do individual i'd tell them for us we, yeah. we want a picture <laughs> yeah okay. it means our vip we're on vip tour they That's can do true. whatever we, they have to do whatever we want no i think okay. that's fair so all right we had some good um quick service options we talked about guys are point is, is definitely something on my list i think that's actually a really good um option i mean that's just stunningly beautiful for for anybody um how about we move into some afternoon um activities as i said i'd lean towards hollywood studios because i think at this point we need to blow off some steam especially if it wasn't the best round in the world um and i think for a bro date i i don't know if during the day there's better attractions than at Hollywood Studios because you're hitting Tower of Terror, you're hitting Rockin', even a friendly beer wager with who outscores who at Toy Story Mania. 
I think is definitely something that would uh, that would go um, well with the bro date. Yeah, I I would have to agree. That's kind of where I was leaning as well. Um, I thought about some of the other parks, um, you know, like doing all the major rides, like at all four parks again, again, post COVID or pre COVID when you could park hop as much as you wanted and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, But yeah, I mean like Epcot, I really don't think there'd be enough. I know, you know, you and I are, are CEO and CFO of the social fatty club. (laughs) Um, So I don't think, but I don't think, walking around world showcase at Epcot would be a good way to spend. Um, so yeah, I think I was leaning towards Hollywood series as well. Same thing. There's just so much more to do. Um, I mean, even going like, like Donna doesn't really like the stuff in galaxy's edge. I happen to like uh, rise of the resistance. So again, we're on a VIP tour so they can get us in. Uh, we don't need to get up at seven o'clock in the morning or be right. there at two o'clock to get it. Um, I'd like to try um, Smuggler's Run again. We did it one time, Don and I. It was fun enough, um, but I'd like to try like a different role. I think I was the pilot and Donna was like the gunner or something like that. Or we might have both been the pilots. Um, so, yeah, I would agree with that, with Toy Story, with Slinky, with Tower, Rockin'. I mean, there's just there's just more to do. And you know what? The, I think a key to a good bro date is is the occasional trash talking. And if if Smuggler's Run, in addition to Toy Story Mania, is set up beautifully for that. Because if one of us messes up, the other one would be there to make fun of that person for right. that mess up. You know, that's a very cri- critical component of, you know, the, the bro date, so to right. speak. So, Anything where you are actually in control of what's going on. Yeah, that that's an important one. And, and one that I hadn't considered, you know, because I'm not the biggest um, Star Wars person, you know, in the world. Uh, you know, I'd much rather talk trash over Toy Story Mania or, or uh, being a galactic hero at, at Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin at MK. But, yeah, no, I think those are some good uh, options um yeah and toy story toy story i think i lean towards more than buzz because buzz is tough like when you're fight like when don and i do it and anthony's in control of the joystick we can't get mad at each other for pulling the joystick away from the other one kind of like you and i'd be fighting or like our you know like trying to who gets the better angle at the target underneath (laughs) the boat you know what I mean? Like, no, like I'd mess it up so that you couldn't get your gun down low enough. Whereas Toy Story Mania, it's just, it's one-on-one. Um, well, it I, gotta, a- I gotta comment <laughs> on that because that's so funny because I, I mean, Val struggles on, on Buzz Lightyear a lot, but she never seems to understand that I'm always on the inside, which I think makes it a lot easier to get the left robot arm. It's kind of similar on Splash Mountain. She still hasn't figured out why she's uh the one that always gets hit by the waterfall at the end <laughs> and i'm laughing right. thinking it's because i always enter the boat first <laughs> yep so but go ahead yeah no i'm you're you're 100 right yeah and it would be and the other thing is it would be it, either one of them buzz or toy story would be a different experience for me because when we go on buzz and anthony's in control of the joystick don and i spin around in circles sometimes because that's what anthony wants to do while he's driving toy story mania i ride by myself so right. 
Donna always has a decidedly disadvantage to me because I can shoot every single target, especially the alien one when you got the 5,000. Anthony is known just because he barely, he just, he loves pulling the string. He'll snipe that $5,000, 5,000-point <laughs> alien from Donna, and she gets so mad because he'll have like 7,000 points because he snipes that or the plate like on the, the Green Army Men one, that sort of stuff. Um, but no, and obviously, yeah, you got to continue the competition. We got golf in the morning. We got Toy Story Mania. And then my after-dinner activities also are going to be competitive when we get to that. Well, that's good. Well, let's kind of move on with the bro date and talking about table service. Now, when we talked kind of, you know, towards the middle last week of what we were going to do, I think we kind of went with the, uh, the bro date staple of a, a steak or steakhouse. Um, so, and once again, we're in a pre COVID post COVID world, everything's open. There's no restrictions like that. So like the, you know, big fat cheater that I am, I actually gave us three options to uh-huh. uh, you know, consider <laughs> none of which I've actually eaten at yet. So okay, we, uh, we shall see. Um, but I think they fit with our our theme really, really well. Um, and I'll start, I guess, with the less um, obvious and, and work in. Um, the first one I thought would be good is Ale and Compass. Um, okay. I've heard really good things about it. I actually haven't particularly eaten at it, um, but I'm pretty sure they have um, a steak. I, I've heard all the food, excuse me, in and of itself it is really good. Um, the space itself at the Yacht Club is, is beautiful. This is the old um, Captain's Grill restaurant, which was never overly popular i never ate at captain's grill either but um you know just looking pulling up the uh dinner menu real quick um you know you have your 10 ounce angus strip you know you have some chicken options and and things like that um or you can have your basic burger if you want but i haven't heard any bad things um as far as the options at um ale and compass so i put that on the list as a potential We've never eaten there for dinner. We've eaten there two or three years now for breakfast, um, for the candlelight processional package. We really like it. Um, the breakfast especially. Breakfast comes with you get a plated breakfast, whatever you want. I always get the French toast because that's my favorite breakfast. Um, but there is also kind of like um, a small little buffet that you can get little meats and cheeses and and rolls and some fruit and that sort of stuff yogurt if you're if you'd like that um so and that's all comes together um and you get you can get coffee orange juice so definitely like you said it's a really nice just nice restaurant even though it kind of it sits inside it's always very bright um Mm -hmm. so i've always liked eating there for breakfast yeah so i put that on my list as Probably an option three. You know, let's say we couldn't okay. get into the first two. Um, and my second or my second and third are, are interchangeable because I would probably do either. Um, so I'll just go with my number two option as um, flying fish, um, okay. which I've heard has great steak, obviously has seafood as well. Uh, filet mignon is on the menu, New York strip. Um, I'm a big salmon person, 
you know, that's a possibility as well with some, some scallops. So I've, this is definitely on my signature want to do list. Um, obviously it's, it's temporarily still unavailable has not reopened, um, with the COVID closure, but we are in a, uh, as we said, post COVID world. Um, but definitely, definitely on the list. So, and I'll, I'll finish mine up with another option that is temporarily unavailable. Um, and if we're going to talk steak, I think the um, big one that everybody would be talking about is Yachtsman Steakhouse. Um, this is just known for steak um, option that I have not, as I said, eaten that yet. But I think for the bro date and you're going to want steak, you're going to a steakhouse. So Yachtsman at um, Disney's Yacht Club. So actually three, uh, two of my options were at Yacht Club and one was at the uh, boardwalk for our dinner. Makes sense. You have fancy taste. <laughs> exactly. So um, what was your uh, options? So Yachtsman, I will actually say I could agree with that. I'd like to give it another shot. I think Don has mentioned before in the podcast, we ate there once. It was highly recommended. Um, and I felt like that time the food just for the value, just the price you're paying wasn't worth it. Um, this, it might have just been a bad night. Um, Donna got some scallops. She said that they were a little undercooked, um, you know, maybe a little chewy or whatever. I got a steak. Um, I usually get my steak medium well. Um, the outside was like, I don't want to say charred, but definitely cooked more than it should have been. Mm-hmm. And the inside was still kind of pink. So it was, you know, almost like they they burnt the outside and it kept the heat from getting inside. So it didn't I don't want to say it didn't cook all the way through. It was cooked, but it was more on like the medium to like maybe medium rare on the inside. And the outside was, you know, just kind of took away the flavor. But I'd like to give it another shot. Um, as far as for me, um, Yachtsman, I was actually thinking of because of the steak, like you said. Um, another one that I tossed around was Shula's at the Dolphin. Mm, okay. Um, not sure because it's not technically like a Disney restaurant. It is like a chain restaurant, um, but it's known for steaks. It's supposed to be really good. I've read reviews about it, even like for my birthday in the past, like thinking about someplace to go. Um, but I think I'd have to go with my number one choice would have to be Cali Grill. Uh, the reason being that I do like the view. Of course, when I mentioned this to Donna, she like made fun of me. She's like, oh yeah, you two could have your romantic dinner date <laughs> overlooking Magic Kingdom and all That's that. Why sort of I, I considered that and disqualified it because I'm like, uh, but go ahead. Uh, so I like it. I would get the California roll appetizer. Love their sushi there, Donna. I've talked that before. We go there you know, once every couple of months. And sometimes that's all we get is get the sushi and like a cheese pizza. I would get that as my appetizer. Um, and then as long as they have it on the menu, it rotates through. I would get the bison steak. The the bison steak that they've had, the first time I ever had it was at Artist Point before they switched over to the character dining. One of the best, I've had it there before also. One of the best steaks I've ever had. It's you, it's only like six ounces, but it's like it's like the it looks like uh, like two hockey pucks put on top of each other. It's not very wide, but it's very like tall. It's juicy, has all sorts of flavor. Um, the chefs when they like the they just the way that they cook it, 
Um, sometimes you don't even need steak sauce for it. Like just eating it just by itself is really good. Um, the bread at California Grill is delicious. I love when they bring out the sea salt butter and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Um, so I think California Grill would have to be my number one choice. Maybe we just don't sit by the window. Like we'll <laughs> yeah. sit at the regular table away from the window. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now that that's a good point. Um, and, and you know, those. I mean, California Grill is awesome, and their food is amazing. The view is second to none. Um, you know, I, I mean, we could always go up to the top of the world lounge too as as an option. Um, but actually, it's interesting that you had mentioned Artist Point before it did the switch over. I think would actually be a good option as well. I wasn't a fan really of the food the, the one time that we did go um, with you guys, but I would certainly give it a second shot because that space itself is just is stunning and mm-hmm. kind of that woodsy feel would lend itself right. to a good bro date as well. So yeah, absolutely, of course. Yeah. No. All right. So let's wrap up dinner. We have some afternoon activities as we kind of round up the night. Um, for me. It's finishing, and we've actually, you and I have done this. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, ended up at MK um, to tackle some of the mountains. I think, you know, going from space to, to Splash and, and Big Thunder. And, you know, I, I remember the one time we, you and I went, you know, uh, whenever we were, I think we were supposed to do something else, but ended up at Magic Kingdom. And, and I hate that Big Thunder Mountain queue. It was the um, we were supposed to do was that the, the annual pass holder, yeah, the annual pass holder event. We showed up at Disney Springs and the line was <laughs> seventy five buses deep. <laughs> yeah, seventy five buses deep, and we said forget this, and we came home, went in our own pool. <laughs> right. So, and then you and I we we ended up at at MK and and had our own you know little little bro right. date mini bro date if you will, but yeah, and yeah. I also think I, I in addition to tackling the mountains and. You know, the bigger, you know, mountains. I mean, Mine Train, if if nobody's watching, I think we could go on that. But I also (laughs) think, you know, kind of reminiscing on the day and maybe joining on the, uh, going on the uh, People Mover to talk about the golf round, you know, would be a nice end as well. So I ended at uh, Magic Kingdom, you know, big ride night, um, space splash, big thunder are, are probably the three must do's I think on the bro date. And then okay. I think you also definitely have to toss in, um, you know, people mover, nice little relaxing reminiscing experience. Okay. No, I could, I definitely could go with that. I want a different direction. Okay. Uh, something else also that we've done before um, is I went with, we would go to Fantasia gardens, miniature golf course. Mm. Um, we'd end our day just like the way we started it, uh, except this time, 36 holes of miniature golf. Um, Fantasia Gardens, obviously, is the, they have two uh, miniature golf courses there. The Fantasia Gardens, half of it um, is based off of Fantasia, the movie. Um, So a lot of the holes are themed like that. More of your traditional miniature golf, you know, has the water features, has windmills, has hippos that squirt you with water, ostriches you know like i said based off of fantasia the movie um but it also has another 18 holes of miniature golf that don and i have done one time and donna swears she will never set foot on it ever again um and it is the fairways course the fairways course the best way to describe it is basically all of the holes look like miniature versions of real golf holes 
the fairway part of it, the the rug, the grass, if you will, whatever you want to call it on the miniature golf course is shorter. And then they have sand traps and water that it's almost like shag carpet. So if you roll off of it and the fairways, you know, the middle parts are kind of raised and it's very undulated and all that sort of stuff. Uh, But you literally, if you hit it and it goes into the quote unquote sand trap or the water, it's sitting in shag carpet. Now you've got to put it out of the shag carpet. Um, There's like whole, there's, you know, traditional miniature golf course. They have the bricks or the pavers that go all the way around the fairways. It doesn't. If you hit it too far, or hit it too hard. Sometimes it literally will roll off the back of the green. <laughs> the water. Um, so Donna swears she'll never do it again. Um, you and I have gone there a couple of times to try and do it. And we're always told it's a half hour, 45 minute wait, right. that sort of thing. So we've ended up doing Fantasia garden. So anyway, that's how I think we would end our day. They also have alcohol on site. So if we did want to have a few beers, that's we could certainly possible. do that. And we could watch the construction of the porpoise. (laughs) Well, you know, there is one other thing that we could actually, you know, do. If I may add on to yours. Absolutely. Is, you know, if we get done dinner early enough, instead of doing 36, add in another 18 and do winter Summerland as well. There you go. You know, so we hit um, all three of the miniature golf courses. Uh, Winter Summerland is, of course, the one outside of Blizzard Beach. And um, well, Winter and, Summerland, there's actually another two. Oh, there's is there the two winter, there? There's the winter side and there's the summer. And the summer side, right. Oh, man, this, this, I mean, that's a lot of golf in one day. <laughs> we, we may have to break up the, you know, like we started, uh, uh, this original the segment with originally we may have to break it up into a a uh, bro weekend as oh, opposed weekend. to just a bro day because I mean, so we're gonna do anyway that's definitely a, a tough thing so but no i i like all those um i i you surprised me a bit um and i i <laughs> almost going towards uh your side with the uh, the mini golf competition um you know to end the night mine was a little more relaxing on the people mover but I do like the option with um, the other ones as well. You're welcome. So I appreciate it. We'll get uh, Donna in to close it out. Thank you, Andrew, for joining us and, and you know, taking me on, uh, you know, our, uh, our bro date. The next time that either one of you complains about my running commentary, I want to remind you about this episode and this conversation you two just had. Anyway, next week we'll wrap up our ratings in Hollywood Studios with our discussion of Toy Story Land, finally. Remember, please, please, please send us your questions for our 50th episode in just two weeks. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you real soon.